Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Uh, Working, it's something we all do, right? When do you jump ship? And if you just received a promotion, is that really the best time to walk out the door? What is that based on? I read an article in the Wall Street Journal, and that led me to our next guest. Dr. Andre Martin is an organizational psychologist and author of the book, Wrong Fit, Right Fit, Why How We Work Matters More Than Ever. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time today. And I had read that you spent 20 plus years as a chief talent officer of companies like Mars and Nike and Google and Target. Where are we at today in the world of work when it comes to getting a promotion and then taking that and walking out the door very quickly? Does that look good on your resume for the next person that's hiring you? Hey, Lisa, it's really good to to meet you. And it's a fantastic question. I think there's a couple of things happening, right? We know that in that article in the Wall Street Journal, 29% of people quit their jobs within a month of a promotion. Now, promos can do two things for us. One is they can signal that you are seen and valued, which is super important to long-term retention of talent. The other thing they signal is that you're marketable. And so when you think about a promo, the danger for an employer is that it will automatically get your talents head up and have them looking around to see if the grass is indeed greener or if they can leverage that promotion to an even better situation for themselves. Are we in a situation where people are more than willing to give you a new title, but they're not following up with adequate compensation? That does happen. There's been a movement in elevating titles above their work and without pay as a way for, again, companies to signal that you're valued without having to pay you more. And it can be a dangerous sort of thing to get into because in some ways, the more you elevate the title and not change the job, it creates inequity for everyone around you, right? So I can look at you who might get an elevated title and say, I'm doing the same job, but I'm possibly worth less. And that can cause those other employees to head out the door, talent that you really need. It's tough to find good talent these days, isn't it? It really is. And the harder job that we find companies struggling with is that because everybody is infinitely browsing, everybody is looking for the next job, the better job, the bigger job. And so companies have to re-recruit their employees every single day. They have to remind them of why the company matters, how we make money, and actually why the employee should stay there because it's a great place to work. The job's gotten really hard. Does mentoring play a part in that? Mentoring great management plays an important part in keeping your employees in the company, right? We know that if an employee leaves, it can cost you up to 200% of their annual salary. And we also know that engagement in a company, how much I feel connected to the company, 70% of that is due to your manager or potentially a mentor. And so the mentoring that we give people, the connection that we give our emerging talent to people that that might be able to teach them something, whether that's a manager or mentor, it is vital to that re-recruitment process and keeping them engaged and committed. 
Because I think that the generations behind me are very concerned with feeling appreciated, and it requires more than a pat on the back. And an empty job title isn't really going to do that for them either. Uh, where are we at with that, and how does a company make their their employees feel valued to where they don't want to jump ship? Lisa, it's a great point. One of the things we're seeing almost universally is that there's over an estimated $7.8 trillion of lost productivity due to disengagement in the workplace. And a large part of that disengagement is due to people not thinking that they are doing meaningful or high-value work or that they have a lot more to give to the companies that they're a part of. And so as companies, two things we have to do really well is, one, we have to know our employees, know our talent, know the diversity of the skills that they bring, and make sure we're utilizing them. Otherwise, they're going to start pushing all that creative energy towards side hustles, and outside engagements. And the second thing we need to do is we need to make sure that we're showing paths to progression, even if those paths aren't going to happen overnight. What this talent is looking for is they're looking for acknowledgement that three things are true. One is that I have very clear expectations and that the expectations you give me walking in the door are the same as when I get there. Secondly is they're looking for avenues for career development. That doesn't necessarily mean promotions. It just means that they're going to continue to learn and grow and build their skills. And last but not least, they're looking for work-life balance. Or what I'd rather talk about harmony between the things I want to do outside of the work and the time that I have to spend at it. How do you feel about people working remotely? Do you think that's going to be an issue like we're seeing with some tech companies where they're saying, all right, at least three days a week, you need to be back in the office? <laughs> Lisa, I, I may be a little provocative here, but I really think that the question we're asking about working in the office or not in the office isn't actually the right question. The right question our company should be asking is, how does this company work at our best? How do we collaborate, solve problems, overcome challenges, give feedback, develop people? And once you know that, once you know how the company works best, then you can decide, should we be hybrid, remote, or in the office? And once you make that decision... I would tell companies to stand on it, right? Because there's plenty of talent that wants to come into the office every day. There's plenty of talent that wants to work remotely. And there's plenty of talent that wants the combination of both those things. And I think what's happened is a lot of companies have tried to be something that they're not. And I think a lot of talent are asking for, in some ways, unrealistic expectations of companies bending to fit their their needs in the moment. You know, we all have to make sacrifices and compromises to be a part of the places we join. This is Dr. Andre Martin. And Andre, you're listed as an organizational psychologist, but honestly, I'm not sure exactly what that is. What is that? Well, I appreciate that. It's not a very well-known career, but basically (laughs) I am a psychologist to companies as opposed to individuals. So the real basis of that is that I go into companies and help them improve energy, motivation, and commitment in the workplace and use a variety of different methods to do that from working with a CEO directly to building a better onboarding system in the company. And that's what you've done with Mars and Nike and Google and Target? That's exactly right. I've had a heck of a career considering I grew up in the Ozark Mountains in Missouri. I've had an absolute blast. Oh, my gosh. Good for you. That's fantastic. And one last thing, it's not going to go in effect until 2025, but Illinois is going to require that companies list the salary that will be paid when they post the job. In your experience, once a job is already posted, is it often already filled? 
You know, I no, I don't believe that is actually true. What what I do believe happens is that we get to the postings often later in many of the job boards than when the job was actually posted by the company on their website. And so, you know, I believe that as talent, what we need to do is we need to be mining the company websites for those jobs earlier and making sure that we are keeping in constant contact to understand when the newest opening is there and whether or not we might fit it. And as for pay transparency, I'm really glad states like Illinois are requiring it. I think the more transparent we can be about what we're offering to our employees, the kind of work environment they're joining and the kind of leaders they're working for, it'll help those talent make better choices about the companies they join and they'll walk in with a clearer expectation so we don't get this mismatch that sometimes happens today. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. You got it, Lisa. It was really great to meet you. It's a great subject and uh, I really enjoy your show. So take care and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you, Dr. Andre Martin. Hey, Steve's News is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. 